time to ham up. Okay. Now I gotta really try hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. The Young Chunks Podcast. Young Chunks! Hello, everyone. Welcome to After the Credits, the podcast where we take a closer look at movies, TV, games, any sort of pop culture, and tell you what we think. Uh, we're Yum Chunks. We're your hosts. This is Sean. I'm Matt. I'm Ryan. I'm Craig. <laughs> Pick the up phone. the cues, guys. Pick it up. <laughs> fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. Um... How's everyone doing? We're back for episode five. Tonight we're going to be talking about Deadpool 2. The Merc with the Mouth is back. Um, we'll tell you what we think, because uh, we all saw that movie. It helps to tell you what we think after we see it. So we're learning as we go. Cool. Um, and, but until then, anyone, what have been people been up to this week? Uh, catch any other good movies or bad movies? Uh, No. <laughs> I, I haven't seen any other movies recently i'm i'm still uh i'm a, i'm a, i'm i'm halfway through season four of mad men so i'm halfway through the series uh i love that show uh boy do i hate every single character in it though <laughs> that's how as a creator you know you you're doing something right when there's no redeemable characters in your show everyone in that character is everyone in that show is awful um but that's a grand old time i finished uh Arrested Development, Fateful Consequences. I and, will say on your recommendation, I have started. I'm, I'm about halfway through that. And I am enjoying it a lot. Yeah, I think... I mean, I know the fourth season, there were people who like love, love, loved it and people who hated it. And I, I feel like if you're on the extreme, you're going to feel the opposite about this than you did about the original edit. I, but I love the original I, I, Rashomon version and it, they added jokes to this new they guy, did right? add some jokes but yeah. overall i feel like because it was originally designed around that initial like rashomon style that it just it didn't feel as snappy as like the previous seasons like mm-hmm. yeah i don't know it was still okay it was i mean the jokes were still there it was just it didn't feel quite right well, I, I didn't like that it felt really spoon-fed, but I liked that I could watch it while I was tired and not have to pay as much attention and still understand what was going on. So, uh, eh, you know, I'm pretty in the middle with both both edits of the season. So there we go. Um, almost done with school. I got two weeks left winding that down. Then I had to go to my other job. Uh, that's it. That's all that's going on with me. What, anyone else want to share? Ryan. Uh, I haven't seen any movies other than Deadpool 2, actually, since the last time we spoke, I don't think. Um, but I did go to, I went to three concerts last week, so I was pretty busy with that. Um, I saw Not a Surf, I saw Page of the Lion, and I saw Colts. Um, so it was oh, a cool. fun, a grand old time last week. I literally have no I w- idea who any of those are. <laughs> I've heard of well, those I, I went to a concert, too. I went to see... Weird Al's um, ill-advised vanity oh, tour. I went to that as well, but I went to. Oh, you did? And I I saw that you guys had seen that. I I went to it literally the day before, the night before that you guys went. Oh, where at? In L.A. at uh, USC or at uh, no, where was it? The United Artists uh, Ace Theater, I think it's called. Cool. Yeah. What did you think? I loved it. It was a lot of fun. I didn't realize going into it because uh, some friends got tickets and he's like, "Hey, I have an extra mm. ticket. You want to go?" I'm like, "Okay." Um, <clears throat> and I like Weird Al. But I know him for what I think probably 99% of people know him for is the parodies. Mm -hmm. And this whole tour was 
um, his original work. So yeah. it was a lot of stuff I'd never heard of before, which was great, which was cool because it was just new stuff for me. And then he would have some like a little medley of like some of the fan favorite parody stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was great. It was a really a lot of fun. Um, the crowd was super into it, and of course, he's always just like amazing performer. So yeah, it was cool. Have you did he did he close with uh, the Star Wars song? Yeah, he closed with Yoda. I feel like that one. He oh, he closed with Yoda. Oh, did he close with the? Uh... He did uh, Saga Begins for uh, our okay. Concert. Yeah, he closed with. And Yoda that's one of the cool things about this tour is I've heard that he's switching up the set list every ep- every uh, episode every. Uh... <laughs> store top tour yeah stop. that's what um, he i don't know if it's true but he played it in la two nights and we i went the second night he, and he said he's like if hey who was here the first night well ho- hopefully you like this one too because we changed up the set list a lot and i don't know if he's just saying that but it sounded like he was like actually serious so no i've heard that he's been changing the set list every every stop on his tour which is cool because have, have you seen him before yeah i've seen him a couple times and but yeah again, he, they he, were his mainly when he was his big his show main, Big shows yeah, and stuff. he does his stuff. big show, and and his big show is very tech heavy. He has like yeah. twelve costume changes. He does the video stuff and everything. And this was just like him on a stool, singing his his yeah. deep cuts, and and that was cool. Um, but I've never seen him not close with Saga Begins, and and that's how he closed with ours oh, too. Cool. So um, that's always fun because it's always the big sing along. But yeah, cool. That's cool that you got to. You got to see that we both got to check that out. And Weird Al is way cooler than any of these concerts Ryan went to, whatever Aww. these made up band yeah, names yeah. are. <laughs> well, I brought, I brought it up to people. On, all right, whenever I see Weird Al, they're like, oh, he's still performing. And I'm like, yeah, he's his career has outspanned most of the people that he's parodied. Yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah it's cool. Yeah. He's still doing his thing. He's a good performer. I forgot I did that. Thanks for bringing up your whatever concerts that you went to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about what else? games what? or anything else? TV show or uh, games? games? Uh, I'm, an, I'm part of the way into Uncharted 3. Oh, that's good. So I'll be done with that soon. That's, that's it. I'm really just waiting for Detroit in a couple days. Yeah, I'm curious Let's... about that game. See how David, David Cage is very... Um, Eclectic. It's a very, it's a very re- acquired taste, I'd say. I think Heavy Rain is probably one of my favorite games on the the PlayStation Three library, but Beyond yeah. was not. <laughs> uh, have you seen the promos they're doing too? They have all the like, meet this character in some robot, and they're just like, "Hi, my name's Chloe. Uh, I'm a robot." I don't know. It's <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's the game. The way he writes, and especially this one seems like his craziest ideas yet, is I would just love to see his narrative tree. Because it's got to be just insane at this point. The way they were showing it off and everything. Each each action has like close to five different ways of playing out at least. And obviously it's a video game, so there are so many actions that you do. Yeah, no, I'm sure it's pretty crazy, and that's what I'm looking forward to as well. Um, but I'm also just, I'm cautious because, yeah, because of Beyond and just, yeah. Anyways, um, but yeah, that comes out this week. I've been, I haven't been up to much. I kind of re- have been revisiting Underworld or Undertale. I don't know why that spurred me to do that, but that's I really like that game. Check that out if you haven't. Um, that's why you and... haven't finished God of War yet. You've been playing Undertale. Well, on the side, I feel like, you know, God of War is like your big beefy meal and you got to have like a little like salad in between to cleanse the palate. I thought it was supposed to be before. Well, whenever. I don't know. 
Um, this metaphor is breaking down. All right, Chris, don't analyze it. Uh, and also, I'm almost done with a book series that I've been reading for a while called The Stormlight Archives. Um, book three is, I'm almost done with book three, and it's a fantasy series, big old epic fantasy by Brandon Sanderson. He wrote Mistborn, and he finished off the Wheel of Time series after Robert Jordan died. Anyways, it's a brand, uh, it's a relatively new, sweeping, epic fantasy. Uh, a lot of fun. Recommend it. I'm but also finishing off. I am in the middle of Mistborn. Not finishing off. but. Oh, yeah. Have you gotten used to that guy's voice that you hate who reads it? No, absolutely not. Uh, I took <laughs> I took a break in between uh, book one and book two to listen to other things. Much more emotive and interesting people. And then when I got back to book two, I think I almost fell asleep at the wheel the first time I was driving home. <laughs> He just doesn't emote at all. He, everything is just a flat line. It is, uh, it's, it's like I can tell that the book, there's a lot to the book and it could be good. But when I hear it coming from his voice, I just want to take a nap. Well, maybe uh, you should record your own version and send it in. We could start a side work of audiobooks recorded by Yum Chunks. <laughs> well, I want to start a business where we just use the free released, newly released uh, Google API for uh, text-to-voice, and you just hook up any book you want to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is that a business, or isn't that just something that you could do? I could just do that. But then, I, I don't know, you got to find a way to make money off of anything now, right? Yeah, that's true. That's the real, that's, you know, that's 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 the kicker there. Yeah. <laughs> if you just brand it right, yeah, anyway, pay, people pay for it. Uh, cool. Well, uh, so now that you're all intimately familiar with what we've been doing the last couple of weeks, we'll get into uh, the main discussion, um, which is Deadpool 2. And of course, um, normal spoiler warning ahead. Um, so don't listen if you haven't seen it. But um, yeah, we're going to get into some details of the film. So Deadpool 2 actually came out last week. We're now just get into it but it's still relevant guys i think it's still relevant <laughs> uh uh well what'd you think anyone jump in yeah good good yeah good good yeah good 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 yeah. good, good, I, re- yeah. uh-huh. I really yeah. liked it i probably liked it good yeah better good. than the first one really yeah, i really? liked i liked things hmm. more I, I, there are things that i liked better about each one but uh i think i it kind of the first one has that kind of newness factor to it and kind of the like wow i can't believe they made a good deadpool movie factor to it kind of the the prototype like it seems like a a property that would be more likely they'd mess up than they'd get right um so it was kind of just kind of the same with the avengers it's kind of like wow i can't believe they pulled this off neat good and so the second time it's not quite as much of a um it's not quite as new and it's not quite surprising that they now know how to make a Deadpool movie because they've done it once before. Um, I think, I think some of the, the humor was a little bit, it's a little bit sequelitis ish. It's kind of, there's a couple, few too many referencing the first movie jokes, but uh, I don't know. Overall, it's good budget. You could tell the budget was bigger. You could have, like that definitely, that was definitely evident. I mean, I, yeah. I guess I was never, really that big a fan of the first one like yeah the jokes were funny but i really hated the way the story played out in the first one 
the plot itself was very generic. And mm. the fact that you s- sit there halfway through that movie and you're still in the opening scene, essentially, I don't know why. It just really rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, that didn't, that didn't bother me. Uh, because, it, I mean, you could re-edit that in chronological order. And then what? I mean, would you, would you have liked it better if they had done that? Maybe. I don't I don't know because I haven't watched it that way. But it's, but, I, but but to say Because I feel like, so tired oh, by the time we get off the bridge scene. It's, and there's not a lot of time left to do other things at that point. It just feels... I don't know. It, but I'm saying to say that the movie is only just barely starting halfway through it, it's it's not. It's just told in non-chronological order. But, I, you know, I think that was actually one of the smarter things about the first one because the budget was so small. And I, I remember reading they said, like, Ryan Reynolds wanted a certain budget and Fox was like, you're not going to do that and get an R rating. Like, if you really want this to be rated R, we're giving you this much money. And so they're like, all right, we'll make it work. So kind of that was a clever way of getting a lot of mileage out of the one, the bridge action scene, I thought, um, in in the first one. Um, So, you know, that worked for me. And and I liked in the second one that they did the the flash forward to kind of keep continuity theming wise between the two movies. Um, But then they didn't, because they had the larger budget, they could actually much sooner jump back to the present day and advance the story. I thought it was neat. Like, they didn't need to, but they decided to anyway. Yeah. Ryan? Yeah, um, I agree. that. Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was a good film. Um, the whole jumping back and forth thing, I thought that was good. I agree with you. I thought they definitely intentionally did that, where they kind of kept the storytelling symmetrical uh, between the two films. I enjoyed that. Uh, I think, overall, I, I yeah, didn't definitely didn't feel like the second one was as fresh as the first one. Uh, the first one would definitely kind of well, it was the, what, anti-comic book movie movie. Um, and so that was kind of like, oh, cool. They break in the fourth wall, all the good Deadpool stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was just more of the same for me, at least for the second one. Um, so Well, it's, a, it's interesting that you say that the first one was the anti-comic book movie because I, I feel like the second one tries to have its cake and eat it too, right? It's trying to be yeah. fourth wall and it's trying to be commentary on the comic book industry, but... This one feels more like what we would expect out of a modern comic book. Yeah, so it's funny you said that. That was actually exactly where I was going. Um, oh, sorry. No, no. That, I'm glad you said that because that means that's that I so disagree. rude, Chewie. <laughs> oh. No, because so I, it took me a little bit of time to see this one. I didn't see it on opening night, so I had the opportunity to speak with others who had already seen it, and mm-hmm. they they were pitching it as like. You know, there would, let's say I'm in a group of people because this happened, and someone's like, oh, "I'm not going to see that movie. I'm I don't like comic book movies." And then the people who had seen it like, "No, it's the it's not like Avengers and the other comic book movies. It's it's an anti comic book movie." Or I didn't say that term. That's just something I made up. Sure, but, but yeah. And then so I'm like going in expecting it to be okay. Well, yeah, but really it just felt like it it was under the guise of that, or at least perceived mm-hmm. perception or whatever. But it, I don't know, it felt just as indulgent in being a comic book movie as Avengers was. Um, it just happened right. to break yeah. the fourth wall a couple times here and there, which indulgence, a good word. Yeah. I, I think, indul- you know, cause it's kind of like, it's like the saying that like, uh, you know, limitations breed creativity and, yeah. uh, it, like the whole, like, well, now we got to get creative. And so like, all right, limitations, we don't have a bit, a budget large enough to make a classic modern, what people do expect, modern, but uh, comic book movie. So we got to get creative and here, 
they didn't need to be as much. And they were like, oh, cool, we want to have this gigantic, crazy, you know, action scene. We want to have the big, giant CGI battle, which they comment on. Right. But it's still there. You know, they were still able to do it. I feel like they just so, kind of go about it in a different way because you can still say it was kind of anti-comic book and the fact that a lot of times when you do a sequel, you do the pairing up or you bring in more heroes, right? That's how you up the ante. And that's how they pitched Deadpool too, right? They, you, all the trailers were like, X-Force, that's the thing. But then it's like a 15, 20-minute gag in the middle of the movie. The fact that it's just like, no, it's still just a Deadpool story. Everybody else is gone. Well, I was I was saying this to uh, to Maeve when I was watching it, or after we watched it. I was like, until they until the X Force shows up and then they all promptly are murdered immediately. <laughs> um, I'd forgotten for a while that I was watching an X a Deadpool movie. Like it, it 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 stopped feeling to me very much very Deadpooly because there was that whole everything leading up to that was the whole kind of you're in prison and you know all the all that stuff with the kid and everything. And yeah, there are jokes and it is funny and there's fourth wall breaking, but it felt very much like it was on the rails, whereas the first movie felt a little bit more off the rails. And it wasn't until that gag where they parachute out of the plane and all die that I was like, oh, yeah, right. This is Deadpool. Of course, something like this would happen in Deadpool. So, yeah, it was definitely a tonal shift for me between between the first and the second movies and comparing to the first movie a lot. But, you know, whatever. I mean, when was the last time you guys watched the first one? Not that, not that long ago, but uh, earlier this year, probably like January. Yeah, yeah about the same for me, probably. I just bought it and I tried watching it again, and I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't laugh as much as I did when I saw it all those years ago in theaters two years ago. Yeah. Um. So, Sean, I want to get your thoughts on this. Um. I was actually talking to Lana about this, but she was kind of saying that the movie you know, Deadpool breaks the fourth wall and kind of points out flaws in the writing where he turns to the camera at some point and says, Oh, that's just lazy writing. But Mm. you know, just because you identify your own flaws, it doesn't exactly excuse you from them. Right. Uh, Right. So I I don't know. It is kind of, it's like I equate it to like writing an email and Mm. then including a postscript. It's like, well, you couldn't have forgotten something. You wrote an email. Like, you could have gone... <laughs> right. It's not like you sat there with a typewriter and, oh, well, I can't go back, so i got to include this at the end now. Well, so I don't know. I've, that... I've got a, I've got a very obscure comparison to this, but I, maybe some of you will get it. Ryan, maybe you'll get it. I don't remember how long you watched Glee for. But <laughs> too long. They, they Yeah, and anybody who watched Glee watched it for too long. Yeah. But, um, but uh, there was an episode where... It was like one of the teachers was a victim of domestic violence and uh, and in the school, the kids like they're like, we're going to make her feel better. So we're going to do this song this week to tribute to her. And they do Cell Block Tango from Chicago, which is all about murdering your husbands. Yep. And which is it's such bad taste. And then immediately the very next scene is the principal yelling at them for how bad taste it is. And, and it's like you can see the lazy writing in there like. Like, oh, 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 this is maybe not in good taste. Well, we should comment that. We should address that. That way we, we're absolved of criticism. Right. But it's not absolved of criticism. It's still, right. it's still in bad taste. Because they still and made in Deadpool, that choice. Yeah. They still did that. They still filmed that and put it on television. And in Deadpool, they still made those choices. Yeah. And there's, there are things like that in the movie that, like, like things that don't really make sense. And it, you kind of have to, like... 
okay, do we care? It's Deadpool. Deadpool kind of almost feels like it has that little extra, like, well, I don't care. It's Deadpool, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah I mean, uh, the specific, like, that where they do look at the screen, he says, oh, lazy writing. But there's stuff throughout it. I mean, I think when it comes down to it, whenever you're kind of pointing something out or within, when they're parodying something, and it's just true with all a parody, you, and, and that's what Deadpool kind of is a little bit. It it's kind of walks the line between revisionist and, and satire, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> is that you, you're, you're commenting and you're offering some sort of, you know, new um, perspective on what you're satir- uh, satirizing. So, but, but just pointing it out in itself isn't any sort of commentary. Like, right? right? So I guess right. that's the thing. Is like, And I agree that most of the time, I, I think that was one of my biggest issues with the film is that most of the time it felt just like, the, you know, just pointing out these kind of tropes for the sake of pointing them out, but not really actually doing anything with that. Um, mm-hmm. And and for that, like you said, to a certain extent, you kind of like, oh, it's just Deadpool. Um but I think in and of in and of itself, that is kind of a funny thing. Like, oh, it's just Deadpool. I mean, Deadpool one made million. Like, it was bo- bo- broke Brock up. So you can't even say that. You can't get away with just saying it's just something now, right? Well, if you when I say it's just Deadpool, I'm not to say like, oh, this is insignificant, so yeah. we should discount it and give it a pass. What I mean to say is like. Well, they don't care about the rules, so should I care about the rules? Yeah, I, like, I, that's kind of what I mean. Yeah. No, by, I, I'm you know, sorry, I'm not Deadpool. disagreeing with you. I'm just like, kind of posing yeah. a question. Oh, no, it's fine. Because you're right, but and, and but even beyond that, though, some of the bigger issues I had was beyond just like the simple kind of jokes or, and the thing is that like <clears throat> every film does those kind of writer cheats anyway. It's just mm-hmm. how well you could hide them. So, well, of course any time travel thing or you go back in time, like you have to be really clever and smart to make it seem somewhat believable or plausible. And obviously they're like, we don't care enough to really do that for this. And it's like, okay, well, I guess I shouldn't care enough to worry about it then I guess is the kind of the agreement as an audience Mm -hmm. we're making, I suppose. Um, But beyond that, there's just like major, like kind of structural problems I had with it. I felt like to me, the third act of the film was my favorite part of the film pretty much. The scene when he, when they're all in the room, and he, and it, one, it's hilarious. It was one of the funniest scenes. But when his gr- legs are growing back, and like yeah. everyone's confront, mm. like, and everyone's just there, and that whole scene is funny. But from then on, I thought the film was great, like, or was really good, and kind of was firing in all cylinders. Everything I wanted from a Deadpool film. But up until then, there was just, to me, there was no strong central through line of what was going. Like, there was no antagonist, not really. There was kind of cable, but you didn't really understand. Right. There was no central conflict. There was just Deadpool kind of doing things in the moment, but there was no overarching, like, what are we what are we working towards? It wasn't even like, I have to take revenge on who killed my wife. You never even see those guys. You know what I mean? Like, it right. was, yeah. it, that was irrelevant. And it's just like, okay, and then he doesn't have a way to live. And then it just kind of like, it felt like just kind of like leapfrogging from the next circumstance to the next circumstance into situations that really weren't justified. So like the whole scene when they're skydiving, why were they skydiving? For a gag. Exactly. That's my whole point. Exactly. Like it's a yeah, whole exactly. 20 minute sequence. Like that, like I'm, I'm okay with like kind of side things like that or things that are kind of snarky like this. But like when you have an entire huge big budget scene that is completely meaningless. 
Right. They just and, they and skydive, that... and then they just there's a truck. Like they they couldn't mm-hmm. just have found the truck. I mean, I guess the truck. <laughs> I guess my to, counter to, to the that truck is just the fact that I mean, this is not an excuse, but isn't that just Deadpool? I mean, that's how he's yeah, written. In, that's how he's written in the comics, and that's what people like. So if that's how he's written, but, and that's what people like, then that's I mean, what you give the people, right? But, but going towards Sean's, I guess point, I'm though, speaking to I, like the bigger I, structural things. Is that Deadpool? Though? Right. No, yeah, because I, I feel like he, what. I, Go ahead. I, I want to go back to the first movie because we were ta- we were criticizing, com- commenting on the structure of the first movie. But going to what Sean was saying, it starts with the "How did I get in this situation?" and, and it sets up okay, Deadpool's trying to get revenge on someone. Well, now we're gonna flashback and we're gonna find out what his motivation is. And you spend all the flashbacks figuring out what his motivation is, and then and yeah, it, it it doesn't you you have a very clear target, you have a very clear goal. What's the point of this movie from the beginning of the first Deadpool movie? But yeah, there's there's a lot of I kind of agree with you now that I'm thinking about. It. There's a lot of things that happen in this one that has a very just kind of small setup. Like we're this we got to go do the thing because of the thing, and now it's going to lead to a, a lot of screen time. Yeah, don't mistake. Yeah. I'm not necessarily I, I don't dislike the film. I, I still enjoyed the film. I still liked it. But there were just these things kind of that it was I, I, I couldn't just like ignore. And they did in some way or another affect my overall opinion of the film. Um, and things like, you I know, don't... like Juggernaut being like, I guess he's the main villain, kind of, but he's introduced three quarters not of the way. Really. To the I, thought, like, I thought the kid was the main villain. Well, kind is he? You know, that's my well, point. Preventing preventing his older self from coming into being was the antagonist, right? Well, and then, we don't even find that the, out as an audience, though. That's what I'm saying, until two-thirds of the way through the film. So that's what I'm saying. There's none of that conflict that arises from having a strong antagonist pitted against, like, that's right. driving the and, hero's goal. And then, well, Juggernaut's before really that, before that Deadpool's goal is to somehow find a way to die, right? I well, mean, he... Like the prologue it, was, but then he does. Well, die. no, not even the pro. Well, he he dies, but then he's revived because he's immortal. Yeah. And the situation is is how can he find a way to die? And so that's his drive. To me, that was his driving force to, because of the cryptic clue that he got from his dead girlfriend. You know, it was what led him to the kid, which then led him to thinking, oh, if I do something with this kid, it'll eventually lead me to whatever I need to be able to just die in peace. And was be, that? With... I mean, I, I understand that's, what you're saying. That's I'm the saying story that's I took I just it thought as. that was very occluded. Well, we all know I love Batman v Superman, so I enjoy <laughs> looking into things what? too far. <laughs> they did make a reference, a couple references, but Mark. I feel like I feel like they blew that that joke. He should have used yeah. that joke when he first met Cable. Like he, oh, he yeah. somehow just like is that. an attempt to find peace. Like, wait, wait, wait. Is your mom's name Martha? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would have been good. That would have been good. Uh, but speaking on his immortality, like, again, this is Deadpool. So, and I, I'm not as familiar with the Deadpool comics as probably you are, Chris. I've seen the most of the time I've seen him in the comics is when he's been kind of like, you know, intruded onto other comics that I have read. And you just get like the Deadpool, and he he's kind of acts as a little bit like as a as a trickster antagonist almost, especially with like Spider Man and stuff. But um, is that if he's immortal, like does it make a lot of all these scenes? Like I remember watching the scene in like the prison and going like, 
do I care about any of this? <laughs> he can't die. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, in the prison, in the prison scene, he had his immortality suppressed. So, oh, sorry, I was in the prison, I guess that's the only right. part of the movie that I felt any kind of stakes, and I'm like, oh, he could die, but maybe I mean, not the prison. Maybe I'm also. thinking of like the later after the skydiving scene when sure. they're in the truck. I think that's what I was thinking. That the whole truck sequence. I'm just like, what? I don't. But What's at that happening? point, isn't that part of the joke? Is just watching how many different ways. Like when Juggernaut just walks up to him and he's just being an ass to Juggernaut and then he like rips him in half, right? And he's yeah, just like, right. oh, that's a thing. Like I found that really funny because it's yeah, just that like, was funny. I know yeah, there's sure. no stakes. And so it's just funny to see uh, the top half of Deadpool just chilling and trying to still have fun <laughs> on the road. Well, I think, uh, I think for me, after the half midpoint in the movie, the emotional kind of core shifts to Cable which I think overall is the standout for me as far as the story goes, because if you're going to be invested in anything, it's like, can they shift this kid's point of view so that he doesn't go kill Cable's family, yeah. right? That's what the stakes are. Yeah. Because Deadpool is at set that point, he's a clown, right? Like he, yeah. he yeah. can't be killed and he's, he's a comic relief. So he kind of takes a backseat in his own movie after the midpoint, which I was okay with because I really liked Cable. <laughs> I, I I liked how he was established and I thought he was a good, like, it was a good adaptation of the character and good performance. So I was all right with that. But it kind of makes for a weak story if you're going to try to say that Deadpool is the ante- the protagonist of this film. Yeah, I mean, I like Cable a lot too. I thought Josh Brolin, I mean, it's funny that they had the Thanos joke as well. But like yeah. in both films, he definitely was a standout of the films, like... Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't even necessarily didn't think I loved Josh Brolin or anything like that, but I just it's funny that both films that he is definitely some of the best parts of them. Well, then there you go. <laughs> I guess I'm in love with Josh Brolin now. <laughs> I <Right>. guess so. <laughs> I did like uh, I the 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 little Hope Summers call out at the end. It goes by like in a in, in a second. Oh, I missed it. Well, it's just when he goes back in time to plant the the token on yeah. Deadpool, yeah. and Deadpool's little jerkish comment, and then he turns around and he's like, "Oh, her name's Hope, or whatever." Oh. This uh, is a little X Men uh, callout since Hope no, is it, such yeah. a huge character. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, it wasn't. It was funny how like weirdly Deadpool seems to be almost more like beholden to a lot of the comic lore than even like the more pop mainstream ones like like talking about juggernaut being professor x's brother as like yeah. right. so, like just like weird <laughs> yeah. things like that are just like oh okay i do i do like how x many this movie is yeah. i like that they ramped up the x-men stuff i like that they did that they they dropped in juggernaut's background um i i think i'm a little off topic but i i think that overall i think this movie is a really good sequel to the first movie because I, um, I I really like how the the themes of the movie are expanded. Like I I love how you know going towards the X Men stuff that Colossus in the first one is all about like Deadpool. You got to do the right thing. You got to be moral. You got to stand up for what's right, whatever. And then in this one, it Deadpool's the one that has to teach somebody else. Oh, you got to do the right thing. And I like I think that that was a good way to exp- expand as a sequel on the original storyline. I did like well, when he busted out that speech from the end of the first one. Yeah, that Colossus gave him that was pretty funny, and and stuff like that. I I, I thought it was okay when they referenced the first one because it served a purpose. Like it, it was, it felt like oh we're, it's a natural expansion of the the overall storyline. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. I, I I sort of felt a little bit that Deadpool was too good in this film. Like he d- kind of just became a paragon, whereas I don't know. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't have too much experience with the comics, but I always felt like he was. 
very much a more villainous character. Uh, but this movie <laughs> painted him as being very goody two shoes. So I don't know. He's definitely a pretty hardcore anti-hero. With instead of being grimdark, though, he's just a goofball in the comics. So, like, I don't know. I'd be surprised if when they make the third one, if he's not back to just murdering pretty much every. I mean, even in the final, the finale, right? Even though Colossus is there, him and Cable are just murdering all those perverted priests people or whatever yeah i mean i think it's a popularity it's just like you know <clears throat> over popularity what he, i bet he, he probably originated as closer to what you kind of thought of him as ryan is more just like a more not a hero in no way malicious a little bit yeah, more, more yeah but because with popularity him. comes a little bit more obviously appealing to more mainstream and okay wait we can't just have a murderer we gotta have some sort of like you know rationale or justification for how he's doing this and why he's perfect doing example to counter that or not counter that but to go with that is <laughs> gonna be a contrarian even when you're agreeing with me uh i yeah venom uh, well i don't know anything about venom but i was gonna say it reminds me of harley quinn a little bit oh, oh yeah too. definitely exactly uh so it's kind of interesting i mean <clears throat> i think he always had that goofball part so i think they still got that part right but it is interesting yeah. to see how that character's changed even though he's a relatively new character even you know in as far as comics mm. go um uh-huh. <clears throat> along with uh just kind of like not having a ton of stakes because of his mortality i also kind of kept thinking like i don't know what you guys felt did, do you think like some of the self-awareness and and just the comedy and just like the irreverence to everything undercut some of the more serious moments or is it just me i think like i said the third act still worked for me so i liked a lot of the like the stuff you're mentioning about the family and kind of the message for some reason that that worked for me at the very end or the scene with um his wife in the afterlife and aha playing and just like reminiscent of the actual you know music video which like there was a lot of fun yeah. those like things and so that worked for me but especially early on and throughout whenever there was supposed to be moments of kind of more heartfeltness or it it completely just missed for me because it was hmm. i don't know like none of the characters <sighs> seemed authentic like not authentic it's not the right word none of the characters seemed you know um worthy of my you know emotional uh trust when it's they're just like having side conversations about the origins of you know his brother being professor x which is a self-aware joke like you know what i mean like there's just like there there was this weird conflict in my head as i was watching this film Mm. i don't know if anyone else felt that Uh, i think maybe at times uh i mean that's gonna be to each their own really depends on how much you're capable of feeling as a person i suppose <laughs> I, I mean I'm, I'm i'm reminded of chris going on his tirade about not feeling anything during infinity war but i, I mean you know to, to each their own i mean like i'm sure there are scenes that work for me that didn't work for you and vice yeah. versa but yeah. Uh, you know yeah I, there were some moments that the emotional weighty parts that i think they got right that probably worked for more people than others um but uh did did anybody see that meme online because you know how spider-man's such a popular costume at cons there was a meme online of the new hot spider-man costume and it was just a pile of ash 
Oh, <laughs> yeah. I saw one where it was an action figure, but it yeah, was a with a bunch of dirt. <laughs> the packaging. Uh, Sean, to your point, um, I, I kind of give Deadpool a little bit of a pass on those kinds of things versus other Marvel films, such as uh, Doctor Strange. I think Doctor Strange had a lot of what would have been very powerful emotional moments yeah. that were, I think, spoiled by a moment of humor that was kind of just a throwaway gag that didn't not yeah. a big payoff and kind of just, yeah, ruined it. Yeah, I agree with that. Moment. I just actually rewatched Doctor Strange the other day while I was cleaning my house. And yeah, that's that's a big problem I have with that. I mean, a lot of people say that the MCU in comparison to the other comic representations and on film are, is a little too jokey. And I don't think that's always true. But yeah, I think um, I think that's a problem with Doctor Strange. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it doesn't seem to bother me as much here. And I also kind of feel like you know it deadpool kind of they got they know who their their target audience is and it it there's got it there's an element of the like the 13 year old man boy yeah like edge lord kind of like oh we got to keep this we can't get too serious because you know it's yeah. it's feeling if it's too serious then feels and sj dubs are ruining movies and exactly yeah like person and everything so exactly yeah it's not manly to feel feelings i'm sorry if those people listen to our podcast i'm not sorry (laughs) (laughs) stop those people stop feeling feelings uh no i get that i do agree that deadpool is is for whatever reason or if you know justified or not is is different than the kind of rest of your standard superheroes so to yeah, a certain extent, it's kind yeah. of a pass. I just know, I think maybe to me, and this is more of a broader thing, is um, I just remember just kind of being exhausted while watching it. And part of it was just kind of a lot of, like the action, and there's a certain level of just like you get desensitized and it's just noise. And I didn't really think this film was bad like with that in particular. But I think on top of that was just, just culturally everything now is so self-aware. And so there's a certain like... I don't know, like a fatigue that comes along with that, where now everything has to be a joke about this other joke that you remember from this other thing. And it's really like, did you mm-hmm. see that meme? It's a joke on this, but this is a meme that's a joke on this meme that was referenced from this. Like, and well, that's how I, that, that's how I felt like about Ready Player thing. One. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. When, we were, when I said that, I was like, it's a lot. And I felt tired and hung over when it was done. <laughs> that, that's, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. It's that feeling. It's just that like, you know, but that's a movie that, is built on that. That's yeah. its foundation. So right. I think something like this, I had my tolerance was a little bit higher because there's other stuff going on. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I still enjoy the film and ultimately for the most part, I think a lot of the jokes still worked. So even when I was like, you know, feeling a little bit inundated with that stuff, for the most part, there were enough jokes that kept me just like, you know, okay. Laughing throughout or whatever. Um, sure. So, well, then that, then that's good for you. I'm proud of you. <laughs> oh, thanks. It's a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I did like the post credit scene. Like, oh, are I we assuming? <laughs> yeah. Are, so are we assuming that's canon? Like Deadpool yes. 3, she's alive, right? And I like... hope so. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. I have questions about that. But then again, I, I don't, I feel stupid asking them because it's Deadpool. Yeah. But, like as far as the logic of this universe goes but he like so like cable goes back in time but when he's back in time he's a, he's himself 
right, but is he is Deadpool himself every time he goes back in time? What do you mean himself? I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, it's like the Days of Future Past rules of going back in time. Like, like Wolverine goes back and he inhabits his old body, but there's not two Wolverines running around in 1970s. Yeah. I thought there and were two like, Deadpools running around when he went back. No? Yeah, but there yeah. weren't two Cables, were there? No. Because that well, Cable wasn't born cable yet. wasn't born yet when he... Well, when he goes back to put the coin in the thingy... Oh, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to think <laughs> I, about it. Exactly. Exactly. It's just easier to not <laughs> think about it. I guess that's true. There was only but, one Deadpool then, right? I suppose. And there's only yeah, but it is you know it's just sort of. Well, he didn't go into his worser X Men origin self when he went back to murder him. So right, and that's another question: Is that himself? <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> it, did he? Did he jump? Did he go back in time, or did he jump universes entirely? And <laughs> wait, but that was the same. Was that the same universe up until now? Are the, are there two Wade Wilsons? Uh, also, both played by Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> right? Also, why is Colossus in this universe, but it's young Professor X? Yeah, that's See, one. None the of other the, thing, none like of, none of this matters. None of it matters. This, this is the only thing that matters. This is well, most important. Yeah, because they're all the young, like first class generation yeah. X Men yeah. in that show. Actually, it would have been hilarious if he went back in time and then he did see himself, and then I don't know, they made out or something. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> that would have been pretty funny. Uh, yeah, but again, I mean, you could, if you want to pick it apart, you can. But what's the point? Yeah, it's not. But what, I think what's they're, the point? Yeah, there's some of the best post. I mean, it wasn't even post post credits. It was you know right in the middle credits. But I think if if Deadpool three happened, and if his girlfriend was alive i would accept it and if she was dead i would accept it like uh, yeah, that's what i'm getting i at. guess that's probably what they yeah. were hoping for <laughs> like we do whatever <laughs> that's we where i'm now. at hey did you guys yeah. stay till the end of the credits the very very end i did yeah. yeah um did your audience laugh at the absence of an end credit scene yeah a couple uh, people in my audience come, did. most of them were just like groaned and like oh really yeah. most of them left People groaned yeah. when it came to the this movie employed fifteen thousand jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Boo! <laughs> yeah, no, before that scene came up, like when it just went to black, or maybe it was after that. But everyone just started laughing as if the absence of the post credit scene was a joke. Like what? That's no. what I'm talking about. Everything That's... like they could have just not put it, but no, it's a self aware commentary on everyone's <laughs> expectations of having a public. Like, ah. <laughs> Sean, it's all right. It's okay, Sean. Have a have a cookie, Sean. <laughs> oh, I wish I had a cookie around here. Oh no. No, I I mean, yeah, I was a little disappointed that there wasn't anything either. But also, I again, I think the post the mid credit scenes are the best credit scenes in any possible comic book movie I've ever seen. Yeah, I, they're pretty great. Yeah, I did like that Juggernaut song though. <laughs> oh, that, that was, was awesome too. Also, wasn't what was Juggernaut? He was an X three. Was it was that yeah. supposed to be the same Juggernaut? No, because nothing matters. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it was voiced by Ryan Reynolds in this movie. Nothing matters. Yeah, it was Ryan Reynolds. What? Yeah. Yeah. The X3 Juggernaut was bo- voiced by Ryan no, Reynolds. No, no, no. This, this, oh, this oh, oh, Juggernaut. juggernaut. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's the thing. That's the other funny thing too is in both versions, both movies that have a Juggernaut, they he shows up because he was locked up in a truck. <laughs> yeah. Classic juggernaut. <laughs> Always get himself locked they up. They got in his trucks. origin story down. He came from a truck and he broke out. <laughs> well, I was hoping for a uh, maybe a 
Professor X cameo. Yeah, I was kind of hoping a little the, more. That's how you beat the Juggernaut. He was. You gotta get it. He you was gotta there. get into his Just head. Just not in the same scene. But yeah. you gotta. They put. They stuck a, a light, a lightning up his butt, and he died. And <laughs> they were fighting died. dirty. And, right, but, but that's die. not he how you beat Juggernaut. Everybody knows you beat Juggernaut by taking his helmet yeah. off and hitting him with a psych. Hey, psych, there could be psych. a new meta. It can now be jamming an electrical wire up his butt. <laughs> Okay, but if that's if those are the rules we're establishing. I don't want him ever defeated in any other manner. <laughs> also, I like that he went back just to save Peter. Like none of the other like X Force yeah. members, just <laughs> didn't even save Brad Pitt. Left Brad Pitt on that wire. Or, Ter- or Terry Crews, or person from Mojo Planet. Which, by the way, awesome. That is, oh yeah, exactly. Planet. Like yeah, this one talking about time more like X-Men actual movie. comic book lore and mythology. Than any other, and it's funny too because there's an there is an actual comic book character from the Mojo Planet called Longshot, and mm. it looked kind of like that character. And but Longshot's mutant power or special power is that he's incredibly lucky. So I was like, oh, yeah. that's kind of weird that they have Domino and she's like super lucky or whatever. But right, anyways, good Mojo Planet. I would love. I mean, <laughs> off topic, but I would love a hey, Mojo X movie. I mean, if any franchise. Would Deadpool? I mean, I'd be cool with I Deadpool wanna, just I, going crazy, I mean, something like that. Even before Deadpool was around, I'm like, man, they're gonna run out of X Men arcs here in a minute, which they are because they're doing <laughs> Dark, again. Dark Phoenix again. But they're at least they're doing Shi'ar Empire in in Dark Phoenix, which is something they haven't done in the movies yet. But like, what other big things in X Men have they not done yet? They haven't done Mojo, and they haven't done. Like Genosha and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, I was gonna stuff. say Genosha or like, the Savage Lands. Or, oh, yeah, yeah, Savage Lands. Lands. Those are those are some of the things they haven't done yet. But I mean, probably, uh, you know, Fox isn't gonna have X Men for much longer. It'll go to Disney soon. Or so Comcast from what I hear, they could just start everything over. Comcast but, uh, is trying to spoil Disney's fun. Eh, we'll see. Whatever. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't matter. It, 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 whoever ends up yeah, with they're it, they're not gonna. It's like, gonna get. They're they're not gonna continue with this. Is what I mean. Yeah. So, um, and if Disney ends up with it. I mean, we'll see how Avengers Four resolves, but they're gonna—they're gonna—they're not gonna go with this universe. Is the point? Yeah. Man, like, where else can you, where else could you go with this universe that they haven't covered yet? Really, there's not yeah. a ton of stuff. You can do the really weird stuff like House of M and yeah, whatever. But whatever. If, but, if Disney doesn't get Fox, I would be very curious where they're gonna go with the Avengers <laughs> because Fox has all the big things that they want, at least villain wise. Well, it goes back to what we were saying. They should just reboot it, end it, and reboot it completely. <laughs> I mean, uh, Avengers universe. I'm tired of this X Men continuity, and I'm tired of pretending that all these X Men movies take place in the same continuity. <laughs> this is the lie as a society we tell each other. <laughs> this is a, <laughs> well, from what I understand, I cannot live this lie any longer. From what I understand, no Disney longer. doesn't care too much about the X Men. They're more concerned about getting the Fantastic Four rights back. Well, I think mainly because of the Galactus, right? Not like, just Galactus, yeah. but every, every Other all villain. that stuff that Doom, comes with Doom, it, right? Silver yeah. Surfer, yeah. Because the Fantastic Plus, Four themselves are pretty boring and dumb. Ca- I don't like those characters, but the villains, I think, are the better part of yeah, it. Yeah, but you know, they've nobody thought Guardians was going to work, and they made Guardians work. Maybe Disney would be That's the ones true. that would actually make a good X- Fantastic Four movie. Finally, who knows? Who? I mean, I don't. <laughs> Why are you even on this podcast then? I got nothing else to do. What happened to Mouseology? We're supposed to know all that happens in the House of Mouse. 
Look, I didn't renew my Disneyland pass, all right? (laughs) Oh, dang. The end of an era. You hear to hear first, folks. Chewie's never going to go back to Disneyland again. (laughs) All right. Well, (laughs) does anyone else have any uh, nuggets of insight for Deadpool 2? It's pretty good. That's good. Hey, I don't know. It was pretty good. Yeah, no, I agree. I think we I, all agree to that. I had never heard that version of that AHA song before. Yeah. It was a good version. Yeah. I already I liked it. It was pretty song. good. I was yeah. touched. Sure. I was touched. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Those, that moment how, worked. How for does me. this song work slow? It, well, it did. A lot of songs uh, work slow. Yeah, sure. Have you heard the slow romantic version of All Star? I have. <laughs> it's, it's great. <laughs> the the guy girl duet on YouTube that's yeah. like. Trending right now? Okay, I've, Ryan, I've, you've heard I've it. seen that one. It's beautiful. It is. I make any song that. beautiful. Slow dance to that. Uh, okay. Well, I, make, there make sure are to play it many wedding. better things we could end a podcast with than slow version of All Star. <laughs> but that's how Sean, we're ending it. <laughs> Sean, think about what you just said and, and like see if you still agree with that statement. <laughs> I'll have to See, get back I, on the next episode. I want you to reflect on that for the next couple of weeks until we film okay. again and let me know if you still stand by what you just said. <laughs> okay. I'll have to do some deep soul searching and get back to you. Thank you. Do, while you're doing it, listen to oh, well, the uh, romantic rendition of All Star. On repeat. Just loop it. Thank you. Just loop it. Don't ever stop it until you're done reminiscing. Good. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, that wraps it up here. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. So. There's another film coming out that uh, I think we're probably going to talk about. Some Star Wars film, Solo. So look out for that. That should be dropping hopefully within the next week. Dropping. That's how you say it cool, by the way. Um, We'll be releasing it digitally (laughs) through online platforms for you. We don't mean we're going to literally drop anything, Grandma. Jeez. She's so old. She doesn't get it. Do any of our grandmas listen to this? (laughs) That would be, I don't know what you would think. I'll ask again. Does anybody listen to this? <laughs> Is anyone out there? I don't. Oh. I edit it and I don't. So <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Um, but until then, you can always reach us at any, um, at, uh, what is it? Where can we reach it? Yumchucks at gmail.com. Or you could comment on any of the videos or any of the sites where you listen to us. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play. We're trying to get on Spotify. We promise we're trying. They won't let us for some reason. I don't get it. But uh, Look, that one you, person Sean. that left a comment about Spotify is one of my students. So, like, we don't have to try. No, that I've right. had other people specifically say, "Are you guys on Spotify?" And I have to go, "No." Well, Chris, get on it then. Real people are asking. I did. I did just. I did the thing. <laughs> that student's no longer going to be listening now. <laughs> nah, he's fine. He's good. <laughs> it's all right. I'm no longer going to listen. I don't like being attacked like this. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, until next time, thanks for tuning in, everyone. And uh, go watch Deadpool 2. Get a get a laugh and a chuckle. and a, Get a chimichanga. And a chimichanga. Enjoy all the chimichangas. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 I refuse to say bye. Bye.